Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. Look at 
what's going on in our country, the transition of power is about to happen. But this whole thing with the first starting process of impeachment for Donald Trump, let's all remember that it requires to have a full impeachment, you know, the House, the Senate, and then it it, it sealed the deal. It'll probably happen, especially after the uh, new Senate takes hold, which will be, I think, around the 22nd when Warnock and Ossoff go into office. It'll, it'll probably be after that. So it's more than likely there's enough votes to do it. Um, there's good things that can happen if that happens. But don't count your, uh, whatever, count your chickens or whatever before they hatch, count your egg, whatever, before they hatch, because you never know. You got to remember, this is power structure, white construct. And just when you think it's supposed to go like it's supposed to go, there's a curveball thrown. So, you know, stay prayed up. If you really are that concerned, you need to call your senator, call your congressman where you live and tell them what you want done. And send them an email, send them a written letter, um, put it on record, on note, so they know. Get everybody you know to make the phone call. Share the numbers of your local congressman. Share the numbers of your local senator. Well, you don't have to really do Congress. They've already done it. But your senators, your two senators in your state, um, let them know how you feel. And maybe they might vote your wishes. I doubt that Ted Cruz and what's his nuts? Ted Cruz is the nuts. So I can't even remember the other guy's name. Um, anyway, those two guys, I doubt that they vote that way for us in Texas. But at least you put it on record. And, and people know. So let's just do our part. You don't have to, you know, save the world, but, you know, you do your part. Um, we've had people that we found out here locally that were in the Capitol, and more and more each day that they were actually up in there doing dirt. So I hope that justice gets served on their ass too, and I hope it, gets, it comes quick on them. You know, they lock up us so quick. Um, I like to see them get locked up quick. Two. Yeah, no, Louis Gohmert is our representative, San Rica. I'm talking about the other senator. It's Ted Cruz and uh I can't remember the guy's name. I really can't. And it doesn't matter. He's 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 not as nuts as Ted Cruz and Louis Gohmert. He he's uh probably definitely not supportive of of us. So it is what it is, but it, it doesn't mean that you don't call and Check and make sure that uh, they they know what you feel. Now, tonight's topic, ain't no future in your front. Ain't no future in your front. I'm going to give you the rundown, and then we're going to get into it. We know that being honest with others is an honorable trait. It often comes with not being as popular as we'd like. However, being honest with ourselves is more important. Having the gumption and gall to lay it all on the line to be true to ourselves is what we were created to become. We are not perfect, but there is a place for us. If you're a square, stop trying to fit into someone else's circle. If you're blue, stop trying to be red, and we will talk about how leadership and following and all those things in between, in between 
on this episode. So let's just talk about it. I mean, let me get to it right quick. Ain't no future in your front is real simple. I think you get it, especially if you know what fronting is. And if you don't know what fronting is, fronting is putting on a facade that is not true to who you are. It does not resemble nor even portray you at all. So, for instance, let's say I... I'm a black man, and I try to live my life as a white man. I don't like black people. I mean, all kinds of things you can do. You've seen it. That is a front because when the rubber meets the road or the pressure busts the pipe or whatever euphemism you want to use or metaphor or simile to say that when the appointed time comes and the reckoning day Uh, here on earth happens, it's usually your involvement with law enforcement where you thought something was going to happen a certain way, and then you come to find out that what you thought as a privilege because of your education, because of whatever attainment you've had uh, financially, then all of a sudden uh, the police now are going to feel like you're one of them. Doesn't happen. Real world real-life situations, always place you in a position and or the category for which you fall, whether it's financially, sociodemographics, whatever one way you want to put it, with sociodemographics, the world is going to place you where it wants to. Now, you can do your best. You can try all your hardest. You can do all that, but you cannot front, Right? A lot of people buy things that are way out of their price range. I see people buy coach bags. They they might spend $700, $1,500 on a coach bag. I'm certain some of them are real. Some of them are fake. I was looking at a a clip earlier today, or was it last night? Had to have been earlier today, about a Birkin bag. I didn't know Birkin bags weren't a Birkin company. It's named after an actress but it's Hermes, and these bags start at ten grand and go up. You can spend five hundred grand on a Birkin bag, depending on how it's you know what kind of materials it's made of and whether or not they put the gold or or diamonds in it. Um, Stefan Rucci is a company where the shirts just the just a button-down shirt, standard shirt, $750. And the belts start at $2,800. did not know. Uh, learned about that today. Uh, you will see young people and people who are way past their age to try to be uh, fly in their wear, they will get a Gucci belt. Now, um, y'all, I ain't got nothing against anybody that can buy a coach bag. A Birkin bag, uh, Stephen Stefan Rucci, wear or a uh, Gucci belt. But if you have a coach purse that you bought for seven hundred and something dollars, or a fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars, but you don't have two thousand dollars cash at all times on you to spend, you don't have a few thousand dollars 
in the bank account liquid assets, not stuff that you got to use on bills for this coming month or next month. But but you have the money. I ain't, ain't tripping. But if you're doing this because everybody else you see is doing it or because you want to be in a category of people or look like you're in a category of people, you're fucking. Fellas, I see you, you know, and some ladies too, but fellas, you got all the new Jordans. I get it. You ain't played basketball in 25 years. I get it, okay, or 10 years. I, I, I know that fashion is a thing, but if you're buying Jordans, every time they come out, and there might be a new pair coming out every two weeks or every three weeks, something like that, at least a pair every month, I hope that you're putting at least $200 or more into savings. Because if you're going to spend $200 to wear on your feet, knowing that you can probably resell the Jordans, but as soon as you get a crease in them or the, or the soles get too dirty, the, the price of them is not going to stay up like it was when you bought them, unless it's one of those pair that are are so rare, like like one of these, 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 these particular Birkin bags. They said it was so rare that it was like $500,000. Um, if, if it's not one of those, first of all, why would you be wearing an expensive pair of shoes like that that's so rare? What do they call the mags? I think they're called mags. They're mags. These things like $27,000, $17,000 for a pair of shoes. Why would you wear that? Unless you're one of those people like Boosters Millions and you can do that because the money is long. I mean, I guess if I was um, – T. Boone Pickens, if I was still alive, or, or Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, or Elon Musk, I guess it wouldn't be a big thing because billions or something. But but the people I'm talking about that, that go out and buy this stuff, they don't have that kind of money. They don't have billions and billions of dollars. Some of these people are living CTC. Your future is a front because you're not going to make it because you're doing things that are out of your pay grade, out of most of our pay grades. Even if you think it is, it's not. Now, I, I, I would be remiss if I just keep talking about how people spend money on materialistic items that they wear. Some people have cars. You see it. About this time of the year, in the next coming, what, couple of weeks to the next three months, maybe four months to April, you're going to see what? A lot of new cars. Right? You're also going to see a lot of rims. Why is this? Because people get their income tax, and they get to thinking, you know, I got five, ten, fifteen extra thousand dollars, whatever, because they get a return, right? I get a return. We get a return. But I don't see a whole lot of businesses starting. You know what I learned um, about 17 years ago? when 18 years ago almost, when I started my business, that if you have a business, you can write off just about everything you do if it's related to your business. You don't want to get out of hand, but most of the things you do, such as going places and having dinner, if you talk about your business over dinner, that's a business meeting. You may not be able to write off 100% of a $100 bill, when I say $100 bill, I mean the bill at the restaurant, uh, the receipt, the ticket, whatever, but you can write off a portion of it, and it becomes a business expense. If you drive to 
a city a couple of hours away and you stay at a hotel. Maybe you were going originally for a vacation, but you get there, you have a few cards, you're handing out to people, you see someone in the hotel, they ask you what you do, oh, I'm, I'm a, whatever you are, and you write that off as a business expense. The gas, the food, and the hotel stay. But if you're one of those people who you just get money and you spend money, um, and you don't really get any return on it because there's no reason for anybody not to have opened a business in their name. You don't have to go and get an LLC. You don't have to go get an S-Corp or C-Corp. You don't have to become a nonprofit. I just happen to have a business. I have a nonprofit foundation, um, and it's able for me to utilize those things to move money around. And instead of I have to find, if I have to find a donation to do, I don't have to give it to anybody else. I can give it to the foundation. And then the foundation can in turn do good things, is in essence what I, I, I want for our people. There's no fun if what you're doing when you go out and buy Stefan Rucci's suits, which, by the way, started $6,000. They nice. They nice. I must admit I saw them. And um, they're nice. I would love to have one one day. There, there's going to come a time when I can buy a Birkin bag for someone. There's going to be a time when I can afford a Stefan Rucci belt and a suit and a shirt and maybe some underwear, socks, shoes, probably spend $30,000 on an outfit. There's going to come a time for that for me. I got no problem with that. I'm not going to be around stunting because you probably ain't even going to know that it's that, that kind of suit because I wouldn't go around saying, hey, look, this is this kind of suit. I'm just going to wear it. I'm going to enjoy how it feels so buttery and smooth on my skin like a cashmere sweater, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing of it is, is I won't be fronting when I do. Now, let's get, let's get, let's get deeper. Um, I was having a discussion today. We were talking about how people, especially in friendships, situationships, relationships, marriages, have a person in your life that for a long period of time was a certain way. But after so long and with, with so much pressure, the real essence of them comes out. You didn't know it. They hid it. But when the essence of them comes out, when they, when they have the Freudian slip of their true selves come out, you look and you say, uh, do this to your eyes. No, that ain't what I saw. That's not what I heard. Or you'll say they've had a bad day. These bad days keep coming and rolling, and you start noticing this is a change, and you start seeing how much more comfortable they are with being how they are. You realize that you've been bamboozled. There are a lot of people who have become friends, friendly, 
or lovers or or mates, compatriots, partners under false pretenses. But you don't know it until you go. That's why it's hard to become friends with people unless you broke bread with them, right? You've eaten with them and you've gone through something. I went through something with my boy Ira, my boy CT, um, even Army, and my boy Derek, definitely my boy Elton, um, my buddy Freddie. I'm just thinking of, of my good friends, both in my, my younger days and, and, and now. Um, we've been through some things where we were stripped of anything that could be a false pretense because we were either broke or we did something that only we can know about. And it isn't something that you could be proud of, but we came through it together. Those are relationships where the bond is like this because you forever got a a, a bond that, it's hard to be broken even if somebody comes and tries to tear a riff, it'll just go back. It's one of those things where you know you know people that you you've been so close for so long that it, it due to time and separation and circumstance geographically you're this far apart. But as soon as you talk again, it's just like that. You understand that. Those things, those situations are true. Those relationships are true. But the people that you have around you, maybe a few days, maybe a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe a few years, you've never had something happen, and then something happens to either them or you, and it usually happens to you. And all the times you were there for them, they weren't there for you. You will become cognizant that these individuals have been fronting the entire time of your whatever you call it. You may have called it a friendship. You may have called it a relationship. You may have called it whatever. But those people change. There's no possible I don't even want to talk about me. I'm not even going to even say that. But let me let me let me let me let me tell you this. People stunt a majority of the time. And what it does is it limits a lot of our abilities to become or open up for the possibility of a friendship with others. And I think that is a detriment to who we are because at different points in life, there's going to be different people that come in our lives that provide us exactly what we needed. It doesn't have to be sex. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be conversation. There are so many people in the world that if we say no new friends, and trust me, I did this. Y'all heard me say this on this show. Uh, we run the risk of not being open to the possibility 
I'm just going to say the possibility that our soul mate misses us or we risk the possibility of not allowing our soul mate into our lives. We must be open. We, we must be honest. We must do what we feel compelled to do. If you're a person that likes this, that, and the third, I think you should do this, that, and the third. If you don't happen to find anybody or nobody finds you while you're doing this, maybe you haven't done it long enough. The, the the fact that leadership, one of the things with leadership is consistency. So many times we place people in leadership roles all because we like them or there's a magnetic attraction of them. Whether we, whether we agree with them or not, there isn't a magnetism of, of people that are leaders. They may not seem like charismatic choices to us, but to others, they, they, the, the fancy has been tickled. I've been a leader the lion's share of my life. I'm 43, and for well over 30 years, I fell into a leadership role at 43, well over 30 years. In any of those situations you could name from early childhood to now, I cannot think of one that I wanted to be the leader. Usually it was because I had to. Things you're successful at, some things you fail but you never stop being you. If for some reason you're doing something and because it didn't turn out the way you expected, you never do it again, then maybe you were never meant to do it. So you might as well let it go if you feel like it was a failure. You might want to look at that as not a loss, but a lesson learned. You live and you learn. You win or you learn. A lot of the failures we have create our character. How do you respond to a, a broken relationship? How, how, how do you respond to a close individual? Stealing from you? How do you respond when you find out that someone you have given so much to has to give and you're one who needs to receive, yet they don't? How do you respond when you find out? that someone that you've trusted 
has let you down. I'm going to tell you, it's the same thing with the thing about um, how we realize our role and how we categorize or, or handle our spending. Um, you're consistent. A lot of people do things to try to see what kind of response you have. Waxing hot with anger because you find out somebody was stunting and fronting on you goes to show that you might have been a little too high in the cotton. you might have thought of yourself a little too highly not to be able to be touched. I think that trials come to make us stronger. I I, I believe that hurt people are, are some of the best people at teaching others how to heal if they realize that that thing that hurt them was meant to happen. No matter how bad it is, what's going on with Good to see you, brother. I know folks have been molested and sexually assaulted as children by people that are either family members or individuals, friends of the family, or people that they had a trust for. That's one of the worst things can happen. But that does not set a trajectory of you becoming a predator. It does not mean that you will be a victim your whole life. What it means is somebody portrayed a front on others and you, and they violated the trust. All of that pain and anguish is on them because ultimately, no matter how you feel about it, as the victim of this, the pain and suffering which you've endured if you hold on to that, is something that they're going to have to pay for either during their lifetime or after. Hopefully both. But you do get what I'm saying. People will pay like they weigh, telling you that, you know, forgiveness is for everybody. There's some things that are unforgivable. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that, that people front, especially the sexual predators. I, 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 y'all, there's so many people who front, and they're so good at it. Um, think about 
think about the folks that um, have lived lives. Maybe they worked for 40 years and retired, you know, when they were 60, 65, right? They worked 40, 45 years at the plant only to retire and um, they, they lose their pension. Some of them kill themselves. All that dedication. What's going on, Dr. J? All that dedication and, and determination you had for, for that job all those years, uh, you expected compensation, but, but you were let down because they decided to file bankruptcy and your, your pension is now gone. You're fronting because you're 65. Life is over. All that time you worked at the plant, you learned how to do this. You learned how to do that. You created a relationship. You never know. Somebody you know that worked at the plant may have quit 30 years ago and started an insurance firm, and you can go to work with a friend or a former coworker and start living a life of better circumstance because you, you you just open up your eyes and said, okay, well, I still got living to do, so I can work. Maybe you don't even work too hard because you know a lot of people. You're 65. You should know a few people. You're selling insurance. I'm just putting a scenario out there. You're fronting on yourself if you think just because you worked and you retired that all of a sudden you don't have to do anything. Maybe that wasn't the plan God had for you. Might have, might have changed. Let me give you another scenario. You go to church. You've been going to this church because your mother, your father were, were members of that church. Maybe grandparents are members of the church. Uh, the pastor of the church now, he's a, he can preach. I mean, he can preach, he can teach that word. But then you come to find out the pastor was smashing your aunt for the last 20 years, and your cousins are actually the pastor's kids. And you come to find out that all this time, although this this, this joker can preach and whatever, pray, oh, they got the wonderful prayers, that not only is the pastor and pastor's wives' kids, um, their kids, but they're also siblings to your first cousins. Might shake you up. Might make you feel like not going to church. But I'm going to tell you, the fronting, yeah, the pastor may have been right. But the fronting, if you give up on your faith that you've had all this lifetime, all those good lessons that that pastor taught, all those good sermons that that pastor preached, went down the drain. 
You know why? Because you fronted on putting trust in the messenger. <laughs> when we talk about leadership and following, I used to tell people all the time when I used to have these meetings, they used to say, oh, Brandon, what you going to do when you leave here? I thought oh, I'm probably going to give me some hand, some hitting hand hand. They used to laugh a little, laugh, ah, you know, until they found out that I really was getting in. And then they realized that I, never, I wasn't lying to them. I ain't funny. It sounds funny as a joke, but, you know, a lot of people do things in a laughing manner to help people, you know, stomach or palate what, what the truth is because the truth hurts. You know, a lot of times the truth hurts. My friend, my friend Duke, we were talking, and we talked about how she had cut this individual who was a friend of hers by telling them the brutal truth, and they really couldn't handle it. I mean, the friend couldn't handle it. They're, they're really not friends now because really that scenario busted the pipe and helped realize that, wait a minute, this person was fronting because they couldn't even take the truth from me. I love you, but you can't even take the truth from me? Um, you were fronting on me thinking that I thought I could tell you the truth and, and help you whatever this way, but I told you the truth and you acted like I've tried to hurt you. That means that you never, you never could handle the truth from me. Um, all those times that I, I said it to you, you, you had resentment. All this stuff comes out now, you have resentment for who I am and how I am. We, we front on ourselves most of the time, y'all. And being honest with yourself is one of the first times. I'm not telling you something like I'm coming at you with a sermon to preach it. I'm telling you because I've done these things. Not, not the things I'm saying, these scenarios. I'm saying I've fronted. I've, I've not been honest with myself. I have also tried to be somebody that I'm not. I've, I've lived so many different lifestyles trying to figure out if I wanted to be a gangbanger when I was a kid, if I wanted to be a drug dealer at one time, if I wanted to be a deacon at one time, if I wanted to be a preacher at one time, if I wanted to be a mental health professional at one time, if I wanted to be a teacher at one time, car salesman, forensic specialist. I could go on and on down the list of things that, you know, a president of an organization at one time. And I'm not saying I stunted in all of them or fronted, but I know that there were times in that where I put on a persona, whether I, you know, one of the biggest, you one of the biggest lies that I've told um, time and time again you want to know one of the biggest lies? I'm going to give you all a secret. I've told this lie so many times, and people believe me, and I was completely fronting and stumping. I'm letting you all in on a little secret. One of the biggest lies I've ever told when I was stunting and fronting was I told people that I was okay. I told people that I was fine. I told people, hey, I'm all right. How you doing? One of the biggest lies I tell. What about you? That's fun. Don't kid yourself. Whether it's big 
or it's little. It's a lie. If I go and steal a pen, you know that's no different when it comes down to sin of a person that uh, decides to have a concubine in a relationship. It's no different. I know y'all probably y'all put a scale on different types of sin and different types of wrongdoing, but hell, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I lie. Everybody says, "Oh, one of the things I hate is a lie, or I hate a cheater." You lie and you cheat. God damn. You, you know how you cheat. You know how you cheat. You inch yourself up to that red light or that stop sign. And you never stop. You just California roll and oh, you cheated. Is that cheating different than any other type of cheating? I know you're going to say it is. And that's okay. And that's okay if you want to believe yourself. I don't really get down on people now. Not them people that fool with kids. You know, I, I do get down on them. It's just one of those things that you, you, I, I've never been able to palate. I've never been able to swallow that pill. That never, that taste. Uh, uh-uh. I never had that taste for liking them individuals. Our mind says we gonna smash on them. If it's not we, it's gonna be me, and I'm gonna be mad at anybody else that don't. If we're in a situation where we find out somebody that has. But other thing, for the most part, I, I'm. You know, hey, if that's what you, if you like it, I love it. Let's see what else we have done. Are we talking about not perfect? Oh, oh, oh. let's talk about this place, the place for us, the imperfect. Um, how life goes is much how we we prepare ourselves to handle it. And we already at the time, we already at the time, y'all. I'm going to have to extend this thing. I'm sorry. I thought it was going to end in 45 minutes, but this has got good to me. So I'm going to extend that thing 15 minutes. Done. Stick with me, y'all, if you can. If you got to go, man, I thank you for tuning in. This has been the Gumbo Talk Show. Your presence has been a blessing to me because hopefully you're sharing this. Oh, y'all are sharing this, right? Y'all are hitting the like because I don't see y'all with the likes. I see comments, but I don't see with the likes or the loves or the cares or the, the laughs or whatever. Do that. It helps. It may let somebody else get in on this, all this good good message, and, and you keep it to yourself. Don't front on me. Sitting in the air, not sharing, start a watch party, something. But here, here okay. So when you hear people say, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? That's kind of the scenario with the you're losing your pension at 65 or 60, 66 after you retired, and then you got to go and do something else. Um, the the way the way the way life the way life goes for us is, is much how we how we, we react, we respond, but also how we, we deliver who we are to people. Um, the more honest you can be, uh, you'll find that there have been other people 
with, with similar circumstances in their life that have led them, that have compelled them to maybe go the wrong direction. But because you were open and honest with them and they see the light shining in you, they realize that, hey, that might, I might be on the wrong track. I might have thought that was the end of the road, and really I hadn't even started by trying to tell my kids about school and how important it is. Hell, when you graduate, it's called a commencement. You're just beginning. Every, everything I've read when it says commence means to start. So if graduation from high school is a commencement exercise, you're just starting. So if you haven't graduated, you haven't even started. You're just learning about how to start. So everything in between is influential as how you go as a human being. Um, it requires this life thing, this life thing, a place, a place for us. It requires us being honest with who we are and what we want to do. Much of what we can realize in our own selves is what we uh, call obtaining goals or success comes from us realizing who we are and what it is we actually want to do or want to be. Your, your trajectory, if you, if you think of yourself so lowly, is going to be a lowly individual. Now, some of y'all don't like cussing. My mama won. I know, mom. But I hear people tell, you know, I hear people all my life, they, they tell me either they were joking or they were uh, being honest with how they really felt about me. And most of the time it was people being honest of how they felt about me because usually it was jealousy or envy in their heart. I don't know which one always. They would say, oh, well, you ain't shit either. And my response is, I never said I was. I know on a grand scale of things, I ain't. But what I do know is that what I bring to the table is typically something that's going to help the situation. Not, not because Brandon Delano Johnson, the son of Willie Joe and Drusilla May, the grandson of Henry and Allie and O.Z. and Luther. No, it's not that. It's because who's I am? See, I recognize um, very early in life that all the times, many of them before I turned 18, that I didn't die because I really didn't think I was going to make it to 15. Gosh, you told me I was going to live to 21. When I was 18, I was like, mm, mm, 25, 30, 40 now, and 43. I'm, I'm living life like I've reached my 70 point, you know, the three score and 10. I'm living my life like that because I'm excited and delighted. I survived COVID. I've survived gun battles. I've survived knife fights. I've survived, um, what else? I did, I've never gotten HIV or a sexually transmitted disease that you could not get rid of. Um, I, I, all these things. I'm currently surviving hypertension and diabetes. They say I got hypercholesterol too. I'm surviving that. 
I'm a big boy and I'm surviving. I'm surviving. <laughs> Every breath is a blessing. I when I take in a breath I, and I and I exhale after having episodes where I could not breathe, I I I I'm in a place now where I'm appreciative. Thing about fronting is a lot of us think that we because of whatever we are, you know, we, we are filthy rags in the, in the grand scale of things. We're not much. We're just here and we're on borrowed time and we're only stewards of what we have. Everything, if you had a Hermes, if you had a Birkin bag, you you, you only a steward of that Birkin bag for a while because that Birkin bag ain't going with you when you get up out of here. It's going to somebody you probably didn't even want to have it. Somebody probably looked at that bag and put it in a doggone uh, <laughs> a Salvation Army of Goodwill. You know, that joke will go to a goodwill, <laughs> go to a goodwill, and here it is, uh, 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 Tammy, the local uh, dope fiend, walking down the street with a Birkin bag that she bought five dollars out of the goodwill. And I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying that we got our priorities usually messed up, mixed up, mixed up. And messed up. I tried to put both of them in one word. It didn't work. We have our priorities mixed and messed up. We front a lot of the time. We'll say things that we really don't mean. But but let me tell you something. What comes out of our mouth when we fronting, if God said let there be, and we're in the image of, I, I, I could preach, y'all, but I'm not. If God said let there be, let there be, Whatever it was after he said, let there be. And he took up something and he said, okay. And then all of a sudden there was a, a creature, this little alligator. Is this an alligator or is this a crocodile? Kind of got a broad nose and think this is an alligator. Let there be, or whatever it was, if it became, then we have that same kind of power. I had to stop saying when people say that that I ain't and I know it. I had to stop saying it. I I I start you know when people give me negativity, I flip it back on them. I was like you know I I I I wish I could say I thought about you that way, but I don't. And um, you know what I hope is that your family is good. You got safe travels. And also this, you make so much money and have so much good fortune that you ain't even no longer thinking about me. <laughs> That's what I want. I don't want you to go down. I don't want you to go up. I want you to go up so high you ain't even thinking about me. Get out of my way. At the same time, I'm out of your way. Um, I, I really don't have nothing bad. I was talking to my good friend. I was saying, you know, when it comes down to my people, black folks, I was driving through these, these some of these neighborhoods. I travel doing my business, and I see these big old houses, and I see black folks outside washing their car or cutting the grass or just going to get the mail. Or my client happens to be black, and they got this big old three hundred and some thousand dollar house, which is a big house, by the way, y'all. If y'all not in in, in East Texas, um, a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is somewhere around 1.5, 1.7 in California. It's a nice house. Um, I'm excited for them. 
I'm happy for them. I'm not stunting when I say I'm happy for people to, I see people to do well, especially people who have pigmentation and melanation as much as mine. I'm excited for them. I'm not stunting. I don't have any, the people that have done me wrong, I, I don't even have, I got some people that hate my gut. I, I, I truly didn't do nothing to these folks but live and be me. But everybody ain't going to like you. Everybody ain't going to like me, and I'm okay with that. I'm going to keep pushing. I may get into it with people, but if I get into it with you, I mean, do you think because we had an argument about something or dislike something, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that my whole rest of my life, and every time I see you, I'm going to be like, oh, that was that person I had an argument back in 2021. No. We have a disagreement. We have a disagreement. I don't like some things you do. You don't like some things I do. Hey, you might say I'm ugly, but I know somebody who likes it. You say I'm ugly. It's hard work making something that looks like me look halfway decent half the time. Do you see how scruffy I look right now? I got this little light shining on me, you know, making me look like I'm oil with the juices and berries on this side. This side kind of telling the truth. Look at this beard, you know. It's nappy. I ain't been combing it or nothing. But somebody likes rubbing on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with that. I am not telling what's going on, Bernard. I see you be vital. I see you out there. I, I don't have to front on who I am. Business is doing good with the mobile notary. Business is doing good with my Max 365 men, male enhancement, sustainability product. Business is going good at the school district, um, trying to get these new programs um, authorized. Um, ain't nothing, ain't nothing big dog. You see I'm right in here in the gumbo mix trying to finish up. That was Bernard asking me what's up. Um, I, I don't have to start in front. I've been so blessed to have been a part of so many great people's lives that have taught me more about myself um, that I just do this um, whether or not it's just me. Many a time, You know how many times I've done this and it was only me listening? Listening to myself, going back and was like, what did I say? Man, that was, that was comedy. I didn't take a dose of my own medicine. Um, sometimes I have scripts. Most times not. I come up with a topic and I try to give you exactly what I told you we were going to talk about. And it's usually all the way up to the time this show airs when I get good feed. And then I get fresh, fresh manna, fresh water that come down on my head from my creator while we're in this episode. I just want to share it because all this good stuff that I get, if I just sit on it, I wish I could put it in a book, go ahead and write the book, maybe monetize and get money for it. I don't know who I was going to buy a book, a book by Brandon Johnson called XYZ. You know, it probably would be about three, 400 pages. And um, I don't know who's going to buy it, but I, I want to learn. I don't care. If I put it out there, it's good game, and some people might read it, and if they read it and they get better because they learn that there's other people out there that think like them or thought like them or that because of what they did, they're not looked down upon by everybody, um, then that, that, that helps. That, that's a blessing. 
those times when nobody listened to watch this show and it was just me, the gumbo talk and me before Sunshine came on board and after she left, it was just me. I, I was good. I'm good because I got it off my chest and, and hopefully it was a blessing to somebody else. Now, as we check out of here, I want to thank everybody for for this uh, opportunity to share with you, whether you're listening now live or you're catching it in the archive like many people do. I want you to share, uh, like the page, share the page, the Gumbo Talk Show on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram at Gumbo Talk. Um, we also oh, blog talk radio under the Blog Talk USA brand. You can listen to the show um, by either phoning in or the archive there is saved um, in, in MP3. So it's just just the audio. And then, of course, here on Facebook at the, at the page I told you about sharing and liking, um, um, the archive of this video is there. Um, while anybody in their right mind wants to look up in my face while I talk to you, with this gap tooth and all, my breath don't stink. That's good. God is good um, at my house. And I'm, I'm just trying to be better every day in every way. So this is the Gumbo Talk Show. Thank you. Hey, man, you're welcome for the message and the topic tonight. I hope you come back if you didn't catch it at the beginning to get all that. And uh, we, we're going to do it in an hour instead of 45 minutes tonight. But I just thank you all for tuning in and, and be a part of my life, and hopefully something I shared out of my heart touches your heart, and uh, we all are better for it. If you want to reach me, you already know how to get me. Hey, y'all, good night. Oh, yeah, and if I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening.